everyone and welcome down to episode number 29 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, and my good friend down in Tasmania, Cam Blake. But before Cam speaks tonight, I would like to say a big shout out to everyone who is liking, following, subscribing, sharing, um, also reviewing us on your various podcast outlets Apple, Spotify, etc. Uh, we really appreciate the feedback that the algorithm gets to help promote our show. Um, so that's been awesome. And uh, how are you, Cam? Um, I'm good, mate. I, have we got some good reviews on podcasts? I don't see the podcast we've got, stats. We've got a review. Oh, One day I'll send you the podcast stats. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like to see yeah. what's going on in the world they of make, podcasts. They make good reading. I mean, yeah. you are sort of half the... Operation yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Guess, well, so. well, you're the brains on the brawn, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 stop. Oh, jeez. Um, yes, yeah, hello. I, I am good. Um, I now, am... Before, before we go any further, because I know people are already wondering, no, why, you, why are you sunburned? <laughs> why am I sunburned? Because I can't play golf. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I took an extra 30 shots than normal to get around a golf course. No, I... Um, I've been away the last three days. A good friend of mine, Chris, uh, who's getting married this weekend. Uh, so this will be this Saturday coming on photographing his wedding. Uh, he had a three-day golf day up at the wonderful Barnboogle Dunes and Lost Farm Ooh, in the top end lovely. of Tassie. Uh, as a golf fan yourself, you know how good those courses are. Uh, so we spent three days up there uh, on a Bucks thing, really. Um, it got pretty messy the first night, and it got very sensible after that. But the golf was good day one. I actually won the first day of golf, would you believe? Yes, I would believe. I've so, seen you swing a golf club, Cameron. You're yeah. not too shabby with the well, old Well, hold, keep that stick thought. in your hand. <laughs> keep that thought. <laughs> so I did all right day one, and then uh, we played. So we played. There's actually three courses up there. There's Lost Farm, Barn Boogle, and Bugle Dunes. And the Dunes is like a par 3-4 course, 14 holes. And then we played Lost Farm, and that was good. And then we played Barn Boogle today. But the wind kicked in today. The sunscreen sweated off. It was hot. And like mm-hmm. I said, I spent an extra 30 shots out there that I certainly didn't need to. Um, so right. I'm going to look like an idiot at the wedding. I'm going to be sunburnt with the raccoon eyes. And I've tried to put a, I've tried to put a light on here to balance out the redness and the pink. <laughs> I should hey, oh, I should do it myself in black and white. Can I change myself to black and white? You pro- probably, but yeah. I'm not pausing the show for you to do it. So right, if, right. if you get all funny and while people are watching, and maybe yeah, right, yeah. Give, but it, give it a go. I'm good. Um, I've, I'm well. Like I said, I have a couple of a couple of days off, and then back in. I've got a lot of emails and stuff to catch up on tomorrow, and then nice. shooting shooting a wedding on the weekend. So that should be pretty right. cool. And as where well. where is the wedding, Cam? Uh, the wedding is at a vineyard in the Tamar Valley, which is oh um, lovely. Yeah, well, we're spoiled down here. Shit, I tell you, it's so you good down sure here. Sure. Uh, wineries, golf courses, mountain biking, hiking, mm-hmm. food, mm. seafood. Yeah, not much COVID. Yeah. It's great. Mm, amazing. Well, yeah. aside from the COVID thing, Victoria's got none of that stuff. Yeah, you do. You got, you got some nice golf. You, you've got I some was, nice golf. I was being a wee bit sarcastic. Camera. Yeah, uh, you, you, you've got some good <laughs> stuff up there. But uh, yeah, so that's on this weekend. Uh, it won't be a, a, well, it's a professional job, of course, but it won't be Naturally. a... It'll be you know one shot for you, one shot for me type of thing. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So. Any 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 photographer that works with a drink in their hand is a friend of mine. Yes. Uh, that that'll that'll work for you. Yeah. Um, yes. Speaking of, I was uh, out at the Vic Open Golf today mm. at uh, beautiful Thirteenth Beach. So you were. we've both been doing the golfing thing rather than the photography thing. Maybe we should change the name of the um, the podcast. But uh, mm, no, it was excellent. Loved yeah. it. Um, it did get a bit breezy out there. The sun was shining. It was absolutely beautiful. But to see um, 
some world quality golf, world class yeah. golf, literally five minutes from my doorstep is a thrill every year. Very, very lucky to have that event down here. So, well, that, actually, we missed it last year, of course, because of the big bad COVID, but we yeah. um, we got it yeah. back on track this year. So that that is um, that is pretty cool. Um, hmm. And you know what I liked about the golf that I played the other day, and I'm sure you do as well when you go to golf courses, is the, the landscape photographer in me just comes out. Yes. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a great hole. Look at that, like the ocean in the background or the crazy bunkers yeah. and stuff like that. Golf yes. courses make good photography topics. Which is funny you should say that because I, I see that as a retirement thing. Um, can yeah. be gone black and white. Yeah, that's no, great, isn't it? You, you've gone back to the 60s. That's better. I like it. No, no, it's not. No. That that's right. fine. Right, while while Cam mucks around, I'll keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I can like I can see I can see myself because my number one passion in life is photography. Clearly, yep. uh, a very close second is becoming golf. I'm a terrible golfer, but it's I'm one of the and and for those of you listening who might play golf and understand what I'm talking about, but those of you who don't get it, you've probably heard people talk about golf getting into your blood. Yeah. Um, and getting definitely getting under your skin. There's no doubt about that. But it's uh, I can see myself down the track combining my two passions and yeah. getting into some golf course photography, mm. um, particularly those beautiful courses, uh, your links style courses, Barnboogle, the whole mm. Barnboogle setup. Yeah. Link style golf for those who don't know, um, literally the term links. It's the land between a main road and the ocean. So that's called I, the Lynx land. It's I read, the land I, that links. I read that. Well, it's today. actually, actually not not necessarily even a main road, but like farmland and the ocean. It's land that yes. really wouldn't have been able to be used otherwise. So, well, it, it, a lot it, of golf it's, courses. It's, it's the land that links the ocean to the land. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, so and I learned, I actually yeah. did learn that as well. Um, yeah, up on so oh, in, it was in, in the Scotland, yeah, yeah, in Scotland, of course, is where it all where all that began, and they are famous for their yes. links. Land, but the topography that you get on these golf courses is absolutely stunning. And quite mm. often, links is um, the the natural lie of the land. Nothing gets sculpted or changed. They literally no. use the way the land is, and they put a tee yes. here and they put a green there, and yeah. that's how it works. So, as a photographer, and particularly a landscape photographer, you're right. I've I've been out on golf courses and had a look around and and like lost focus on my game because I'm looking mm. at fantastic photos to take. So yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. And we've been going for seven minutes now talking about golf, so we've just doubled. I mean, we've just halved our normal listeners, so we do apologise for that. Yeah, sorry. We, 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 we get carried away with golf a bit. With golf so, tragics. Now, your background has just changed, and I'm I, assuming I that would be Barn Boogle. Uh, no, oh, well, no, this is actually the Lost Farm. So uh, yeah. for those playing at home who can't see, it's not necessarily a boring golf shot. It actually is actually a landscape photography <laughs> shot. And it's got a golf green in it, but it's got the setting sun, catching all the reeds of the grass and a bit of a track as a leading line going through. But yeah, that was uh, that was at the uh, Lost Farm on night one as we're settling in for the Bucks uh, activities, which mm -hmm. didn't end well for him. Um, okay. Yeah, and your background. Uh, so, is, look, so looks a little bit. Buck, bucks, bucks, dudes are still a thing because it's 1984. Or... Yeah, you, well, you know the buck. You know Chris. He's played at your golf classic. I do know Chris. Yeah. Um, uh, hello, Chris. Congratulations on your nuptials. Yes. Um, and you're yes, my, you're, you're sitting on a train line. You're... Speaking of leading lines, um, this was this was the, my most recent landscape photo that I've taken. That is. 
the uh, the train line that runs right through the middle of the Ballerine Peninsula, which is where Ocean Grove is. Uh, and beside it, just up there, is a thing called the Rail Trail. Uh, lots of rail trails are all over the place, mm. but this is ours. And um, this goes from Queenscliff. Uh, it actually technically goes all the way into Geelong, but um, the the main part that you can ride your bike along and that sort of stuff sort of peters out as you get up closer to a little town yeah. called Leopold. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was out there last night on a little bike ride with my boy and yeah. um, came across the train lines, went, hang on a minute, that looks pretty cool. Are they, um, are they in use? Yes, yes. Okay, so that, that train line there... It's a tourist train line now. Okay. So you and there's a couple of trains that run on it. There's a Thomas the Tank Engine for the kids uh, that goes up there, and there's also the Blues Train, where you yeah. can get on and have a meal and a beer and listen to some blues. That's very very cool. That's cool. Uh, and there's also the Q Train, which is a more upmarket sort of restaurant train. Oh, yeah. uh, all three of which I've done. So well, very. Yeah, no, it's cool. And mm. the Ballerine Peninsula has got some really, some hidden gems, particularly when you go away from the coast and you go inland yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A lot of nice farmland, well, like, that sort of stuff. I gather as well, your bike riding, it's a bit like you're golfing as well, that you're riding along and you see photos. And this this is probably a little bit of a tip that people can take with them. As this is where the iPhones do come in really handy, is that yes. if you're out, you know, even with the family or friends and just getting some exercise or some fresh air, there's always a shop. You know, and you don't always have to be at some amazing location to get it. Um, so I always encourage people to take a camera with them. If you go on bike riding or hiking or, you know, playing golf or yeah. going yeah. on a boat or going on whatever you're doing, just take a camera with you, you know? Yeah. No, as I say, that it's always with me now, um, mm. whether <laughs> whether I like it or not. But mm. one, one of the reasons I carry it with me all the time is because it's a great little camera that can do mm. stuff like that. And you know it's good for um, for landscape uh, for, for scouting. So if you like yes, for yeah. um, location scouting, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know where you can line up a few shots. You can take the shots and have a look at ideas, and you might yeah. co go back there with your real camera yeah. and take some real photos. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. I think the, some of the best little cameras I've ever used. I had a I bought when I bought a Fuji camera. I bought like a a Fuji digital camera, you got like this little point and shoot with it. It was like a, I can't remember, was it X100 or V100 or something like that, a little fixed mm -hmm. focused mm -hmm. Fuji lens. I used to take that in the car, I used to take it everywhere. It was just a great little happy snapper that actually came out with some pretty good results. And I did exactly that. I'd use it for like, oh, okay, crap, I haven't got my big camera here, but hey, I can still get a pretty good decent shot out of this and use it, yep. you know, and, and promote it or use it as scouting. So don't think you can't take photos, folks, if you're out and about, yeah, you can always exactly. get photos. And they make... They make really handy Zoom backgrounds as well. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit, Cameron. Um, I don't mm. want to bring the tone or the mood down of the podcast. Is that possible? But our main, <clears throat> our main topic tonight uh, is quite interesting. Um, is it? Cam, I don't know. Let, let, let me give you my take on it. And yeah, you go here we go. Um, if anyone knows... Cam and they follow him on social media and stuff. Um, he posts a lot. He posts a lot of photos, that's for sure. Um, and he ha is prone every now and then to some, uh, what's the phrase? I don't think he's antagonistic. That's not quite right. Controversial sometimes, posts and topics and things. So far, but, so good, yeah. But it keeps a lot of people on their toes and makes for interesting conversation. 
Now, Cam, you were saying to me off air that you will sometimes post something about a workshop that you might have coming up, for example, um, and talk a bit about that and give a bit of background about a workshop. And you might get how many yeah, you hits, might get likes. Half, half so let, let's talk yeah. Facebook here. So how many hits or likes would you? Oh get? yeah, look a look a, a workshop update or something like that might get half a dozen hits, a dozen hits, maybe a few shares, maybe a couple of comments. Um, yep. You know enough to you know enough to warrant a response or something like that for someone. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. So during the week, uh, I'm not sure what day it was. You'd be more across that than I would. Uh, uh, during the week, we had an a, an Aurora event down here, which we've talked about before. We had an Aurora event prior to one of our um, podcasts at the end of last year or the towards the end of last year. Yeah. And uh, there was another one, very very strong Aurora down in Tasmania. There was. And as is usually the case, the next day social media lit up with Aurora photos, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would have seen that. Yeah. Um, it went pretty crazy. Uh, Cameron decided to discuss these images a little bit, and mm. um, I want to say that you questioned people. Uh, no, you didn't question people. You questioned the quality of the images that were shown, and um, in terms of their repetitive nature, yeah. and how there was a lack of creativity to these images. How am in I doing my, so in, far? In, in my opinion, yeah, absolutely. That in again, your yeah, again, that can be very subjective. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just noticed that, and again, you know, and one, there's nothing wrong with people taking aurora shots. There is nothing wrong with people posting them on social media. Absolutely nothing wrong with any of that. Um, all I saw after the Aurora, as has happened multiple times since I've been living down in a place where you see Auroras, is, uh, the, like you said, the very next day there is people you know, posting their shots up, people are happy where they got, they're excited what they got, they're showing off what they got, and myself, guilty of that as well. But I, over the last few months when we've had a couple, uh, the majority of pictures I see getting posted on social media, just to me, re- seem to be really... Like you can, they almost blend into one style of photo, which is just water reflection, sky, maybe some trees, and again, that's fine. Or um, as you mentioned, I put up a post, and I did start at saying this was going to cause controversy because I knew it was going to challenge a few people. Um, I, I tried to put it out there to already dampen what I knew was going to come back at me, but I just wanted to sort of put it out there and try and challenge people to maybe think about. You know, you get these amazing auroras, and people spend hours out there overnight. Um, I've got mates who go out on dark, get home when the sun's coming up. They spend six or seven hours chasing auroras, as they call them. Um, but what I don't see is any real difference in creativity across the board. You get the occasional, wow, that's a cool shot. That's, that's never seen that before. That's really cool. But I find, just from where I'm looking at from my perspective, is that there seems to be a lot of similar shots of the auroras going. And now... People can easily say, well, you know, how are you meant to make it look any different? There's lights in the sky, it's dark, you know, what what else can you do? Um, and that was where I was trying to get it. I'm like, and I actually said, come on, folks, we all, we, me included, all need to get a bit more creative when we're out there. And the reason is why I, I haven't been out and shot an Aurora for a little while is because I can't think of somewhere creative to go to create something I haven't already done. So I, I, I'm challenged myself to go find a location that hasn't been done before that's going to be unique or do something different you know um yeah so so anyway yeah as you're aware that 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 did sort of kick off pretty well as a topic so as of now um so this was posted on the 4th of february uh and as of now that has had 91 comments um underneath yeah. and yeah. from from some of the feedback you i know that you wrote um 
roughly half of that has been derogatory, negative, having a crack at you for yeah, trying I'm... to for trying to raise awareness in something where you're just yeah. trying to raise the bar. And now people are going to say, "Oh, Brendan's going into bat for his mate Cam here," and in in a little way, I suppose I am. But mm. I think he has a really valid point, yeah. and that is that with the Aurora Australis, it is. It does look pretty much the same all the time. We're not as lucky as the Northern Lights where you get a lot of changes in colour scape and all that sort of stuff. Down yeah. here, it's the sky goes from black to purple into some yellows, into some reds, and then it's at the horizon. So yeah. it is very... And, and it is all... I hate the phrase, seen one, seen them all, but it's, it does yeah. sort of yeah. ring of that um, yeah. when, when, you look, when you look at a lot of the photos that were posted. Yeah. Um, and the ones that stopped me in my tracks were the ones that had something a little bit different in them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They weren't just the Aurora. I mean, speaking for myself, last year was the first Aurora I ever shot. Yeah. And I got really excited. Yeah. It was real, like, it was cool. I loved it. I had a great time doing it. I was, I was thrilled to be able to capture it. Um, well, I think I've captured it quite well. I've been lucky yeah. enough to be able to sell a few of the prints. So that's yeah, cool. a vote of confidence, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of done with that. Like, if yeah. another one happens, I'll, I think I'll be battling to try and get a different angle. Yeah. But I'm going to try. That's for sure. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. And, and you're right. Like, the, the I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the comments were derogatory as such, but there there was definitely a, a bit of a forked tongue in some of the responses that we got. Um, yep. And a lot, a lot of people, you know, at least fifty, you know, sort of fifty percent of people, sort of went more after they, they played the man and not the ball, so to speak. They sort of went yes. after me, saying, "Well, you're, you're a professional photographer and, and you shoot stuff all the time. We're just out having a bit of fun. How dare you say where our photos aren't any good?" Or and, and, I, and that was that wasn't my point at all. So I think yep. a few people missed the mark. I think a few people maybe were a little bit oversensitive, and and I can understand that where some people go out for the first time and see an aurora and they get really excited on their camera. Excellent. This was not aimed at you guys. It wasn't aimed at people just going out to take a look and take a happy snap and go home. It was aimed at the people that consistently go out every time there's an aurora and consistently get the same sort of shot. Um, and then the other 50% of people were actually supportive and they're like, yeah, you know what, you're 100%, I agree. Pretty much like what you've said, you know, I, I've noticed as well that they're all fairly similar shots and there's nothing wrong with someone saying that and saying they need to be a bit creative. But it certainly created a bit of a stir um, and uh, it's, it's quite interesting how, how those sort of topics evolve. And I was talking to another friend of mine the other day about it, same thing. He's, he rang me up, he's like, what are you doing, stirring shit up again? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, not really. And, and what I found as well, especially with social media, there was a bit of a trend that started off quite negative. And then when a few people got on there positively, it started to swing positive. The comments came back as being more positive. Yeah, so, yeah which, is, which is social media all over, isn't it? I mean, you, it you, do get, you do get, you know, one or two people sort of beating the drum and then other people go, yeah, well, that's my opinion too. And they get in that yeah. echo chamber where they want to, you know, yeah. they, they want to they hitch their wagon to, one of, to their own beliefs. So that's why that's you get right. these ebbs and flows in it. And I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also think it's got a little bit to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think it's got a little bit to do with the fact that when you go out to shoot an aurora, what you see with your naked eye is nothing like the photo. No, Ever. That's right. Nothing yeah. like it. Okay. That's right. And I think some people get a bit of a bee in their bonnet about that, particularly uh, people who aren't as into, into photography as certainly not as we are, but even, yeah. you know, your amateur photographers, mm. quite often you'll see one of the early questions is, yeah, but is that, could you see that with your naked eye? 
Yeah. And, and the answer yeah. is no, you, you couldn't, but you use, you know, you're using, so is it, a, is it, is it trickery? Is it, well, what's going on here? What, 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 what are people actually seeing? It's a yeah. long exposure, so therefore more light has, and colour well, has burnt I, into I, the I, sensor. And well, it's given I, think, you a... um, I think with the auroras, I think a lot of it comes back purely to the sensors being a lot more sensitive to colour. Then what yep. we, at, at night time, we almost go into monovision with our eyes. That, that's how yep. our eyes are. And, but yep. I think a sensor is a lot more sensitive and a lot more adaptable to colour at night time. So, yeah. um, yeah. so I think yeah, when, the, when, when the people... The point, point being, the colour's yeah. there. It, it is. is. It's all, and it's, it is, for all intent and purposes, natural. Yeah. The way you capture it is far from natural. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I've had people... Uh, again, I've had people have a, have a crack at me about my Aurora stuff saying it looks nothing like that. You, 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 you're manipulating your images and you're oversaturating. And I, I can tell you now, my Aurora shots, I do not even touch saturation. It, it is contrast and a little bit of exposure adjustment. That's all it is. But the mm. camera does a lot of the work on the sensor. So, yeah, there, there's there, the Auroras can be... Uh, it can be a real sort of sensitive topic for people about shooting Auroras. And it's not the first time I've come across it. I, I've had... I had a shot that was quite popular down here many years ago, and that was that was put on an Aurora group, and that had like that had like twenty thousand shares, and it had some stupid numbers. And someone who was an admin of that shot of the of that page decided to delete the post, um, which I didn't know why. I found out later on that they just didn't like the way I, they thought I'd overprocessed it, which I hadn't. Um, right. But they 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 sort of got to be in their bonnet for that as well so but yeah, yeah. getting getting back to this post it was you know it, it was there to start a conversation and i think this leads on to something i've been saying for a little while is you know photography is an art music's an art paintings an art but there's all the different arts that we have but for some reason photography seems to be the only art that you can't comment on unless it's absolutely yeah. positive like you know and, and i think that's a lot like we all 90 percent of us all live in social media world where that's where yeah. we see all the photos um yeah. But to I me, think, I think there's a very simple explanation for that, and that is that we can all do it. Um, yeah. And and you yeah. know, and you can. Anyone can take up photography, and within a short, relatively short space of time, get really good at yeah. it. Mate, yeah. not everyone can paint a picture. No, not but everyone I, I, can play guitar like Angus Young. Not everyone, well, you know. Well, we wish. I I, <laughs> I I challenge it though. I reckon, like, I've got an acoustic guitar here, and I can play a few little chords. I reckon if I put a video of me playing a, a basic song and put it on my Facebook page and said, hey, I'm just sort of learning how to play a bit of guitar, you know, how is it? People are going to say, oh, that, that's that's okay. I, you know, you missed a few notes or, you know, keep practicing, that's okay. Or you missed a... Yeah. Like I, I had a guy comment on my YouTube channel the other day about my editing style of a video I put up. And he said that, you know, the sound was a little bit too loud over the voices. I said, cool, thanks, mate. I'm new to this. So I don't really know much about yeah. it. Uh, I'll yep. fix it. But with photography, as soon as you as soon as you hint anywhere off the norm of being 100% positive, yep. it, it, the pitch talks, the pitchforks and blowtorches are out, and they're they're out there after you um, because you're not allowed to you're not allowed to say anything about someone's photo. Now, that's different for me. You know, for example, this shot behind me at the golf course. If I got on there and said that's just a shit shot, I don't like it. It's crap. It, you haven't done this. You haven't done that. It's just terrible. If, if everything's completely negative then that's not mm. beneficial. But if you can say, hey, I don't really like, it's not really my style of shot, but hey, if, maybe if you tried this or maybe it might be a bit more appealing to me, you shouldn't be shot down for that opinion. And I find with photography that happens so much. And 
as soon as like I, I challenge people to challenge my photography I, I'm not the best photographer in the world very far from it but I challenge people to get on there and say oh look I like what you did but oh, for me that doesn't work there because I can learn from that you know I can actually increase my audience of people who like my photography by yeah. taking on feedback and it's it's missing and I don't know why yeah well there's nothing wrong with a bit of dead honest critique uh, here and there yeah but I, th I think you're right insofar as particularly with your Aurora post is um, there was a bit of uh, playing the man instead of the ball, mm. um, which which happens far too regularly, uh, particularly in social media. But I guess that that's the downside, isn't it? If you're going to mm. put yourself out there on social media, you're going to take what's coming. Yeah. But I completely agree that um, the photographic community um, can be, uh, yeah, re like head for head for negative territory really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 almost bizarre. Yeah. Um, when someone, as you say, when someone does put out an honest opinion, how quickly yeah. it's um, almost, you it's get, almost you like shot down. it's almost like our, our our responses are on ISO one hundred thousand. We're all, we're hypersensitive to anything that gets said about photographs, yeah. um, and it's incredible. Like people just come out of the woodwork who, you know, someone puts up a photo and you sort of give a little bit of feedback, or you know. Or they didn't ask for feedback. Don't give it to them. Or they didn't do this. But you, you know, you're putting your you're putting your artwork out in a public sphere. Then yep. you've got to expect someone to not like it. Or and yep. it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means yep. they don't like that art. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I can't stand people taking photos photo waterfalls uh, with uh, red people in red jackets staring into me. Like that to me doesn't work for me. But I can't possibly go out there and say to someone, Hey, why don't you try taking the person out of the photo? Because I don't really like them. With being in the photo, <laughs> that's you, right. Like, you, know, you just can't say it because you'll just get shot down. And it's been happening for a while. And I think Instagram and Facebook, you know, they're they're definitely part of the problem. But my my appeal to our listeners out there is that if someone comments on your photo that goes a little bit, you know, left of normal, don't don't get your knickers in a knot. Actually, try and take it as a, as a positive. If someone's taken the time to look at your photograph and give you some cris, cri, uh, you know constructive criticism back. And take it on board. If they're just being an a-hole and just giving you grief, just block them. That's fine. But there's there's know. a fair fair level of, um, of of jealousy, I think, as well. Um, you know, particularly. Oh, this will this will get me in trouble. But, but it seems like <laughs> yeah, let's get up the, the generation, particularly the generation below ours. Um, yes. So I don't know. What are we? Well, we're we're kids of baby boomers, right? So we're Gen yep. Xs. Yeah. So the Gen the Gen Ys of this world. Mm -hmm. um, seem to be, how can I put it? There, there seems to be a fair bit of jealousy. There's a lot of FOMO. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, you know, and they're, and they're quick to critique um, before really thinking about what they're saying and what they're doing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it does seem to be getting a little bit out of hand. But, again, this is this is the sphere in which we work. And this is, yeah. you know, we, we, we put our, our, our stuff out there. Um, and your comments I don't know. Did they did they give you the kind of response you thought you'd get? Um, yes and no. Yeah. Look, I yeah. I, I expected some pushback, um, as you would. Uh, yeah. But when, when again, like I said, when people start playing the man, like there was a couple yeah. of comments saying that my it was all about my ego. Apparently, I don't know how. Um, and there was another one saying <laughs> that um, you know I think another person put up there saying well why don't you show us your shots from last night i'm like well i didn't go yeah. out last night because yeah. i couldn't get creative um yeah. so but yeah i think you're right like, like to me it's just a bit of hypersensitivity with people and 
Um, you know, I'm, and I, I encourage, if anyone knows me, I encourage people to go out there and, and shoot. I encourage people to go out there and try different things. I encourage people just to take happy snaps. That's fine. Um, yep. there, was one, there was one comment on there where a person said, well, why don't you give lessons then? And I said, well, I do. <laughs> I said, I, Here's you know, the link to my workshop page. I do, I do. I do give lessons and I do teach people and I've done, I've mentored people for free and I've done this and that. Not, not a no response, just zero, just radio silence. And, of course, of course. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, and I think it's almost a bit like, you know, with emails, like you can read an email 10 different ways. Someone might be being nice, but you, you take it as being bad. Yeah. You know, it's really hard because you don't get to interact with those people. Um, yeah. And to, to someone's credit, there was one person who saw that post who actually rang me directly. I've never spoken to this person before, another photographer here in Tassie. Uh, rang me directly and, and um, said, I just wanted to contact you to say I think you're, you're spot on with what you say and that we need to be challenged and we need to be more crea- creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave him, I gave this person a little bit of advice about print sales that they were after as well. They followed it up with an email and said, thanks very much. Um, and he also said something along the lines of jealousy, egos and yeah. out of, you know, hypersensitivity. Yeah, it's just and, disappointing because you know it, it stops people from having an opinion and, and or, or from voicing their opinion. And I think it's... I think it's yeah. important, particularly in our industry. Otherwise, we're just going to end up with a social media feed full of the same crap. Um, well, what what you know, we end up, you, you, we yeah. need a bit of a bit of prodding now and then. What what we end up with is, in my opinion, is a, is a, it's a false economy because what you do then is that if everyone's being positive towards everyone's photo, then we've got no yardstick for what's good or bad because every mm. photo is great. And that, to me, is detrimental to the art of photography. If we, and it's, it's going to sound terrible, and yet I'll, I'll cop it again, but if we keep rewarding mediocre art by people who put up artwork that you know is not really, you know, statistically accepted as a nice photo, or it's you know technically wrong or whatever, if we keep accepting that as being the the great work, oh that's awesome, mate, love it, that's epic, whatever it is, then that person goes away and continues to create that same work. And then you get more and more of the same things happening. And yeah. I'll give you an example down here once. We had a, a photographer um, who I'm pretty sure won't listen to this one. But um, there, there was a, a lot of images that this photographer put out where it was obvious that color temperatures were really bad done. Color Colors were a little bit sort of out of whack. You know, like reds weren't reds, greens weren't greens. They were just a bit off and looked a bit fluorescent-y sort of thing. And there, there was a valid reason behind that. Um, which I won't go into with regards to the individual, but no one ever pulled this person up and said, oh, hey, mate, your color's a little bit off. Like, you know, is that right or wrong? No one ever pulled him up. And then this person began to get a lot of social media following, and there was a trend of people putting up shots edited to the same degree of color representation as this person. So you're getting these waterfall shots which had greens that had purple in them. And, you know... Oranges that had blues in them, like all these different things, and because he had a big following online, that all of a sudden became like a trend that people were saying, "Well, that's yeah, everyone loves that, so I'm going to go and do that." And you know, technically, it was I thought it was wrong because the color wasn't representative accurate, accurately, yep. but the masses said they they liked that because it was getting likes and getting follows, and yeah, so it's a funny one. Um, I, I don't think I'll put up another post for a little few more weeks, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you won't do. be able to help yourself. Come on, I, when they when no, they when they when they do, but please do. I mean, I I encourage it. I think it's good. I I um I don't think I would put up a post like that. But I'm one of these people that that 
will tell a photographer that it's a great shot if I genuinely think it's not. If I don't think it's great work, I just don't say anything. Yeah. Well, that's, that's um, what that's that's what I do. And I, I had another friend down here uh, said to me, oh, you, you don't like all my photos. Why not? And I said, I like the ones I like. Yeah. And they're right. like, oh, oh, okay. So they automatically took that as like, oh, yeah. so that's actually, that's feedback. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, thank you. I now know, like, because I respect yeah. you as a photographer, I now know what to look for. Yeah. Yeah, we're so we're so hungry for likes on images these Ooh. days that we forget. Okay, so if if ten thousand people see your work and you get four hundred likes, mm. is that a you know is that a, is that a good result? No, <laughs> that, that, yeah, right. four hundred likes is great. Yeah. But if ten thousand people have seen it, four hundred yeah. likes is crap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you got to start looking at things a little differently, don't we? Yeah, yeah, and I think, like I said, my, my advice is people just need to turn off the sensor down, turn the sensitivity down a little bit. Yes. Um, yes. And you yeah. know, just like I said, different. If someone's just coming and just paying out and you're just being nasty, then yeah, that you don't need that. You just block them and move on. But if people that you know are respected or people that you respect or people that you can see also enjoy photography, then maybe don't. Don't don't jump at them first. Have to go back and like you said, take a, take a couple more minutes to think about what they might be saying. Review what they're saying, you know. And if same with anyone, if anyone thinks I've ever said a comment or something like that, everyone knows my phone number. It's available online. You can call me, and I'll talk you through every comment I put up there. I've got no problem yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, keyboard warriors need not apply. No, and I think uh, just sort of wrapping up this topic, I, I I would never want to discourage anyone who might be listening to this or who has seen an Aurora photo online, who likes photography, has never been into it, and Aurora comes along, they go and take the same photo that everyone else has taken. I would never discourage them from putting that online and showing people that photo. So that's where it can be a little bit gray area because you don't know who's posting. You don't know if it's their first ever post. You're scrolling Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and you just see all these Aurora photos the same. I think if I if I identified a photographer, particularly from this area that I know, mm. and they put up a really ordinary shot of just the aurora, that would surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, we, you know, so so as I say, I, the last word on it from me is I don't. I'm not trying. I would never discourage you from. Yeah. yeah. If you've taken a great photo, you're really proud of. Yeah. I don't care if someone's done it a thousand times. Yeah. Post it. Awesome. We want to see. Yeah. It. And I'm the same. Like, and I'm I'm a big big believer in. I don't care about likes online. I re- I really don't. I, I like. I, I would rather people give more constructive feedback to me or whatever, uh, instead of just you know pumping our tires up saying, oh that's really nice, that's really nice. Every now and then I'd like to get someone to challenge me and say, oh it's cool, but I'd rather this or that. Um, but yeah, like never discourage people going out and shooting. And if people just want to go out and take shots of the aurora and just you know take straightforward shots without any think different then that's fine um all i was saying is like let's you know if you do like your photography and you do like what you're doing then try and be a bit more creative and there was a follow-up post to that the next day um, for anyone yeah where i actually put up examples in the last few weeks of people that had done some quite creative stuff with the auroras and they were brilliant they were different they were great shots very well thought out um, and you know, happy to praise them as well. So we will yeah. we will link that on the Down South Photo Show Facebook page. We'll put up a link to your yeah to what has what has unfolded. Um, and it's you know, it's unfolded. not about likes, Cam. It's not no. about likes at all. No. So if you are liking what you're hearing, please hit that like button below. <laughs> yeah, different. Uh, and if you don't like, if you don't like what you're hearing, hit the dislike button. Don't twice. put that on. Don't put that on. Is that undo it? Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
Okay, so moving right along with uh, this week, I thought we'd re- we would visit an old friend, Cam. We would reintroduce a bit of gear talk. Gear talk. Um, I love it. There's a bit of, there's a bit of round, there and is. I know um, that you have been very interested in a new release from our friends at, what are they called these days? Uh, OM Digital is what they're called. OM, you know, OM Digital? You know what they're called. Okay, not OM System like I called them a few weeks ago. Uh, I think, well, it is OM Digital, isn't it? Yeah, OM Systems. <laughs> I think o- it's OM Digital. It is OM Digital, yeah. It's um, the artist formerly known as Olympus. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, yeah, so I've been, yeah, I've been looking, they've been sort of uh, teasing last few weeks about a new camera they're bringing out. And this will be the first camera body they bring out under the new logo of OM Digital. Um, mm-hmm. I, I already like part of it. Um, the first part of it I like is because it's going to be called the OM1. Now, the OM1 is what... That is very exciting. That is an OM1 in my world. Yes, it is. And, yes. and, it makes and what, what size sensor has that got in it? That, oh, that's, got a, that's got a 35mm yeah. sensor. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's do the dueling cameras. <laughs> in. There you go. So, yeah. yeah, they are bringing that out. Uh, there's a new camera coming out. And some of the specs have been uh, leaked online, as, as they always do. Um, yeah, it's made, it always makes me wonder: Did the, the company leaks them, right? Surely, some, surely someone working there is leaking stuff out. Yeah, talk about talk about likes and hits and things like that. Like, come on, give me a spell. Exactly, exactly. It's okay, so so uh, sorry, I just want to dwell a little bit on the artist formerly known as Olympus. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Now, if you go to their website, yeah, up in the top left corner, it says OM Digital Solutions, right? Yeah. Then the first image that comes up says OM system. OM system. Yep. Then the next image that comes up shows an Olympus camera. Now, do they have an identity crisis, Cameron? What is going on down there at the artist formerly known as Olympus? No idea what they're doing. <laughs> um, the OM system is... OM Digital is the, 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 the company, I believe. OM, right. The OM system is the OM system. It's what their system is going to be. So um, I think that's where it's coming from. But um, okay, yeah, I think it'll take a bit to get people's head around. But um, but there is some stats coming out. It looks like it's going to be similar to like the EM three EM one Mark three. So it should okay. be it should be an upgrade on that. Maybe a bit of a different design with the camera. Um, but it has got some interesting stats, and and they're not stats that I'm. And I'll be totally honest. I don't know why um, I'm not excited about these stats because I don't necessarily know what uh, part okay. of the sensor is. So it says it's got a four-thirds stacked BSI live MOS sensor, which I think is a Sony sensor, but I don't know what a BSI live MOS sensor is. Brendan, do you? Okay. B- BS, sorry? B- B- BSI live <laughs> okay. sensor. I don't know. Okay. All right. I, well, I it sounds like a whole heap of jargon to me. But Yeah. Uh... Um, so it's got this, and apparently this is meant to be a, a, obviously a nicer sensor than the last model. Um, which is fine, and I think of course I think because it wouldn't have a worse sensor than the last model, would it? Well, it, it doesn't have any more megapixels. This is an interesting thing okay. from what the what the stats are leaked out at the moment, saying it's going to be about twenty one megapixel, which is what they currently are anyway. But yep. obviously, it'll have a different processor. It'll have a different sensor, which may be able to do better and bigger things. Um, yep. But a lot of the other specs, are, I mean, it looks like the autofocusing is going to improve a little bit in regards to yep. uh, autofocus points and how many points it does and how quick it can do. Um, the uh, viewfinder, electronic viewfinder is getting upgraded. The, the screen will be bigger and uh, more, more yeah. pixels as well. 
But yep. everything else seems to be relatively the same. Now, these are leaked stats, so generally yep. they're pretty on the mark. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not overly excited about it as yet. Um, I was. You know, it's a new company that they're doing. Obviously, they're trying to get the new camera out there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, there's. There says there's a two-stop improvement on low light sensitivity, which would be great because the Olympuses were a tad noisy in regards to doing long exposure at night time. Um, but everything else sort of looks like the same. Um, yeah, it's got a few more AI, AI detection modes, so the Olympus cameras can detect birds and planes and race cars and things like that. It looks like they're going to add a few more things in there. But at the moment, it's not blowing my socks off, and I don't okay. know uh, whether or not that sensor is going to make a huge difference. I don't know. Yeah, so which brings me to the question about gear that, and I've felt this way for a long time, and that is we're getting to the pointy end now where the changes, like the technology has come so far that the changes now are really subtle yeah. and more to do with marketing than to act to do with performance. Now, I'm not having a crack at the artist formerly known as Olympus here. I, I, I've taken heaps of photos with Olympus gear. Yeah. Uh, one of my very good friends works for Olympus. You shoot Olympus, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the, it's good gear. A lot of the manufacturers do it across the board, and that is that the technology, it's like, well, what, how much better can they actually be? What, yeah. what, you know, it's, it seems like for, the kickoff, first of all, was the megapixel race, mm-hmm. which you know they went from 3.2 to 4 meg to 6 meg to 8 meg to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden we went, whoa, hang on a minute, that's too many pixels. Yeah, yeah. Got too uh, now your image is too noisy. Whoop, whoop, pull it back pull now. It back, you know, yeah. And we've settled for full frame. We've settled at this sweet spot of somewhere between 25 and 40 megapixel. Yeah. Uh, and for micro four thirds like Olympus and Panasonic, um, settled around the 20 megapixel yeah. range. Yeah. Um, so the megapixel race is now done. That's yeah. that's that cooked. And then it became about autofocus. And yeah. all of a sudden we had, you know, my first Olympus SLR. How many areas of autofocus did it have, Cameron? Your first Olympus SLR, three. Yes, digital digital SLR. Three, yes. six, three. three. Yeah, three. Yeah. It was an Olympus E three hundred. It had three areas of autofocus. Cool. Um, yeah, awesome. I think there's now cameras out there, full frame Sony cameras that have yeah. five hundred and twenty eight areas of autofocus. Yeah, that's right. That's, um, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, completely useless to. Well, for 99 out of 100 pho- photographers. Yeah. Well, I, I found out also what the BSI sensor is, which I'm sure 90% of our listeners already knew. But it's a back... Oh, they're dying to know. It's a backlit sensor. So, and what that does... Tell what that is. Yeah, what it does, why, why it's more superior over a CMOS sensor, which is not backlit, uh, it allows the light to hit the little sensor bits, the little buckets of sensor. Um, it allows the, the light to hit it more accurately and freely, so it doesn't have to pass okay. through as much stuff. So... Technically, they are a better sensor because they they get more, I guess, more accurate lighting hitting the sensor, which is an an idiot's way of saying it, which is me. Um, So that might be good. It's it's used in the Sony 42 megapixel cameras and things like that. It's also used in some of the iPhones. Yep. Um, But yeah, you're right. Like, where do we stop with specs and... Uh, like I said, the megapixel race has been won. The autofocus race still seems to be going on. Um, to me, uh, I, I think it to me now with cameras, it comes down to just how they work. Like, are, are they easy to manually operate? Are they comfortable to use? You know, yeah. and do they have a good range of lenses to go with them? Because really, yeah. megapixels once we're over twenty megapixels, like really, 
we're not, we're not, you know, you're not splitting the atom by doing something that's better with a hundred megapixel anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I find now it's more about okay, what did, what feature like a better better uh, EVF is great. You know, having a yeah. high res EVF is great. Having better screens is better. Having better batteries is great. Uh, weatherproofing, if you've got good weatherproofing, yeah. is great. So there's some things away from. You know, it's almost like saying, you know, okay, you've got your engine and your gearbox. That's fine. That's all sorted now. We don't need to worry about that anymore in cameras. I just, I just want my camera to go fast or look good or be easy to drive or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be about the, um, it's going to be about ergonomics. Um, I think you're, you're exactly right when it comes to uh, how the camera feels in your hand. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's still, a, there's still a long way to go in yeah. that area. Um, I think speed. Of processing is getting mm-hmm. is probably the new frontier where yeah. things is getting faster and faster with um, you know as that technology advances because yeah. you know again forty megapixel raw files mm. and you can shoot like you know a hundred in a burst yeah. which is just outrageous well, this, really this, and that's, this one can this new camera apparently can do one hundred and twenty frames a second in raw what what yeah so. Right, so okay. some of the other specs, it's going to do 4K, uh, 4K 60p. Uh, it's going to do uh, what else? Handheld resolution. So Olympus, and I got a friend who's bought a new Olympus, and she was playing with the other day. I went out, did a shoot with her, and she was playing with the handheld high res mode and the tripod high res mode. Yes. And the tripod high res mode, you can do like an 80 megapixel shot, and it works really well. Everyone says to me, "Oh, that's just a gimmick." I'm like, "It's not. It actually works extremely well. You can't tell the difference." between hmm. the 20 megapixel and the 80 megapixel until you get it on the computer and you can see there's a lot more detail there. So it'll have that. Um, it's still got seven stops of image stabilized, which is incredible. Um, and a few, like I said, improved autofocusing um, and a bit more high resolution EVF and screen. But that's the leak specs. Maybe there's a little bit more there, I don't know. But that's meant to be getting, okay. that's meant to be getting released. It's meant to be shipping in March. So it's meant to be announced in the next four or five days. So. Probably, yeah. the, probably the next episode will have a bit more official yeah. information. Um, one other area I want to see advancement. We need to make a wish list of mm. what we would like to see uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, because they, they'll listen. Of course. If, if the executives of Olympus, Canon, Sony, Nikon, Fuji aren't Fuji. listening to the every episode of us, then are they really doing justice for the industry at all? I, would, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, I, I think battery life needs to just be really uh, looked at. Yeah. And uh, we need to get more battery life. Yeah, absolutely. So for like when you're going off on your eight-day hike, you should be able to put a battery in. Yeah. Well, this is see, this is one thing that I think, you know, talking about how we need to get improvements and not just necessarily um, sensors and things like that. When they, did, when they started doing USB charging of batteries in camera, awesome. Mm-hmm. Because you can just take a power bank and one battery yes. and just, you can light up for a week, no problems. So that, I think, was a great invention. So maybe next episode or one of the episodes coming out, we should try and make our most... We'll make a wish list. We'll come back and say, I want this body camera with this sensor on this lens with this battery and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what we come up with. Yeah, okay. Or maybe not. I want a sensor that's not made by Sony. Yeah. Good luck. I'd like yeah, um, good luck with that. <laughs> a little bit more gear talk. I've been um, conversing with quite a few of my customers mm. who are keen drone photographers uh, of late. Um, I've, I've got repeat customers who upgrade their drones with me. Um, the Mavic, the DJI Mavic 3 drone, which came out towards the back end of last year, 
uh, is copying an absolute pasting online for one very, very big issue, and that is the dreaded lens flare. Oh. Um, particularly when you are taking a photo into direct sunlight. So that photo behind you, for example, Cameron. Yes. Um, if you shot that with the Mavic 3 Pro drone, mm. right in the middle of that image would be a great big green spot. I'd probably get a letter. Um, I'd get a letter from CASA too because it's within 5K of an airstrip. True. Um, now, the dreaded green spot yes. happened uh, on the iPhone XR. Right. It is still a big problem in the iPhone 10 uh, XR range. Uh, it seems to have somewhat been corrected in the iPhone 13. So yeah. we don't want DJI saying, you know, well, this is an optical problem that, you know, it's physics, it can't be fixed. Well, it certainly can be. Yeah. Um, to the point where that we've had, um, as I say, this customer of mine who was keen to buy one, ready to order it. And then he started sort of reading reviews and stuff and... He said, for a landscape photographer, it renders it pretty much useless. I yeah. mean, you're going to have a big green dot. I mean, yeah, sure, you can Photoshop it out. That's not the point. You're, you're, you're paying be, $3,500 for this be, thing. It shouldn't be there to start with. That's right. It shouldn't be there to start with. I wonder, and I wonder how Hasselblad if, yeah. feel about that. Yeah, well, that's right, because mm -hmm. it's their name on yeah. the front of that, um, which, yeah, yeah, sure, the lens is made in Germany, sure. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and, and the more you look, the more you find a few issues going on with um, the Mavic 3. So mm. hopefully the uh, firmware update is released soon to correct that because yeah. I know for a fact that they are missing out on quite a few people who want to upgrade, even to the point where I've had two customers ask me if I can, they can still buy the Mavic 2, right. uh, and you can't. It's right. gone. It's completely out of production and there aren't any more. Right. So what you're saying is if any of our listeners are looking to get a Mavic 3, maybe just hang mm -hmm. on a bit. Hold off. And there will. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they very, very quickly release the Mavic Pro 3S mm. or yeah, X, X or, or, or yeah. I for improvement. Um, just, yeah. just on a side note, do we need to get our lawyers involved because we've just ragged the shit out of DJI or are we good? No. We're fine. No, we're, we're, we're speaking fact. Well, are this, we? this this is this is a, this is an issue that exists. Well, well you know what happens when you speak fact online, mate. Get, <laughs> True, gets very dangerous. Yeah, well, that, an absolute pacing. That is uh, that is disappointing because, I, like you and I both have the Mavic Two Pro, uh, mm -hmm. and that that's a cracker of a little drone. And the photos that you come out of, you don't get any flare that I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, See, DJI, we're not bagging. Yeah. You make great I, products. I'm, I'm making up. Fix for this the, one. Yeah, I can't afford the the, the money they're going to ask for us defamation uh but yeah that's that's disappointing but hopefully they do they do come out pretty quick and fix problems like that don't they though these days it's it's relatively yeah. quick so yeah. hopefully no i'd be i'd be as i say i'd be very surprised if there wasn't some um yeah uh some some quick handy work done by uh dji and they put out a firmware update which is free you yeah. just plug your drone into the internet and it, it, it could be a simple fixes the issue is it but is it a lens thing or a coating thing or a sensor thing not sure. If it's an op sure, if, it is, it is. if it is if it is an optical thing, then that will be tricky to render properly. That does that that does make it a lot harder. Yes, yeah, that'd be, that that that'll be a recall. Ooh, see now, I didn't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this, this is a joint <laughs> show, DJ. We're both in this equally. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, now, um, uh, we don't have a deer cam no. segment this week but, because we no one sent us one and that's fine we get it yeah. you're all experts you know exactly that's fine you don't have any questions people don't like me giving um, advice <laughs> however if you have a deer cam question and would like to uh, have it appear in episode 30 of the down south photo show 30. by all means send us a question if you've got a um yes we, we are approaching episode that's 30. crazy yeah 
That's not. It's that's not really a milestone. That's thirty weeks. Well, it's good. You, 30, thirty is pretty good. That's yeah, weird. Um, oh, and to that end as well, a little bit of. Um, uh, not housekeeping, a little bit of homework, whatever you want to call it about the show. Cam and I have decided that every month we will do a live show. Um, so we will have a live show. Is that Sunday week, Cam? Uh, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll work out the exact data when, we, when we're when we going to do it and we're going to post it It'll be online. maybe... I, I think maybe, we talked about Sunday the 20th. Sunday, that, Sunday that the 20th looks like it might be a live show. That's the day after my birthday. Okay. Feel free to send gifts. Um, I've also got, I've also got a little bit of an update on our special special international guest. Uh, yes, I, I got an email from them. Well, we know it's a him. I got an email from him today. Um, and to give you guys a bit of a clue, uh, it looks like it will be happening towards the later end. It looks like we'll be recording our little interview with this person later in the month. Uh, this right. person this person has to go back to he's currently going back to Zion National Park to do some more photography work. Uh, Z-I-O-N. People are now Googling to work out who this person is. So that person is heading back to Zion National Park to try and do some um, more imagery and maybe make some more YouTube videos that they do very, very well. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, they're keen. They're excited. Um, and their, their, their parting statement was, cannot wait to come down on the Down South photo show. Oh, wow. So that, that is very exciting. Yeah, so um, stay tuned for that. The February challenge continues, which is hashtag shoot one length. Mm. Um, we will be starting to post uh, people's photos who have used the hashtag. We're going to start sharing that around. Yep. Um, we want you to only shoot a landscape at one focal length yeah. um, throughout the month of February. So the same focal length for different landscapes. Yeah. Um, would be would be pretty pretty cool little challenge that one. That'd, that'd be and where that'd be where a drone would come in really handy because they only have one focal length. Uh, they do. They're fixed mm. fixed at whatever they're at. Yeah, no, that'd be true. Um, true that. If you want to, if you want to use your drone to do it, then yeah, go crazy. We can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Well, that is the end of the podcast for this week. Unless you've got anything to add, Cameron. Uh, look, I think my my adding in the last seven days has been enough for most people. Um, but uh, again uh, thanks uh, to everyone that did interact with those posts and again you know especially if you want to put in the comments here you know feedback and how you feel about you know feedback on your photos whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing for you it'd be interesting to get a bit of a gauge from our listeners just like you know they might turn around and say no I'm happy for people to give me feedback or they might turn around exactly and say you know what it's my photos don't care what you think move on and that's fine as well so but it'd be interesting to get a bit of an idea of where people sit on that, that topic because it did go a little bit viral on my little Facebook page uh, this week. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Next week, I will have the film back oh, yes. from my, can my Canon. Nick my Pentax, Pentax. K1000. Yeah. My Pentax K1000 film will be back next week. So, um, we'll talk a bit about that as well. Yeah. Um, I actually, this has been episode... Well, yes. before we go, I actually shot some film the other day up on the east coast of Tassie. I had my awesome. Olympus OM3 Ti and a couple nice. of a couple of rolls of Velvia. I've got no idea what they look like, but I'll be sending them off this week as well. So, I'll be amazed if mine worked. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, we will see you next week for episode thirty of the Down South Photo Show. Over and out. See you guys. <laughs>